This is Ball vs. Life. Um, I'm Jack, and I got my partner here, JC. Yeah, and up? yeah, um, this is this is a uh, out of the norm, JC. Um, yeah. We're recording. I mean, we've been recording every two weeks, but now we're recording a day after tragic news: um, Kobe yeah, Bryant's yeah. passing in a helicopter crash. Yeah. And um, I'm gonna start off by saying, like, I really struggle with wanting to record or even saying anything about this, and we've had. A, a huge outpouring you see online from personal friends um especially for myself like growing up in LA all my all my friends are Laker fans and they've you know shared their memories of Kobe posted a lot of social media stuff has been really touching but for me personally I'm the type and you know me well it's dealing with things that affect me it's really tough and I'm getting even yeah. choked up right now to talk about it talking about it yeah. right now because I hold things yeah. very close to the vest. I haven't posted anything on social media. And I really do appreciate everybody posting that kind of stuff. Because it has helped me yeah. tremendously um, in the yeah. last day. But you and I talked about it. And yeah, you know, I want you to share what you've said to me about doing this episode um, before I go into it. Because, yeah, I yeah. got a little choked up. Yeah. Yeah, man. I was... I mean, w- once I heard the news, you were the first first person I thought about to... To hit up and, and text uh, just because I knew how big of a Laker fan you are and how big of a Kobe fan you are and and I knew that this would be really you know earth shattering for you it's it's a really heavy heavy topic and you know we talk about sports so much and you know that's just fun and games for all of us and but whatever had happened with the tragedy it's you know, it's pretty much real life and it affected real people. So I wasn't sure. I was, you know, I wanted to talk to you. I think that's one thing that I wanted to do, but I didn't know if the platform of the pod was the best way. And, you know, I felt like, you know, you know, I, I wanted to give you space to see where your head was at, you know, if we could actually do this. But <coughs> I wanted to ask and, you know, and, and see if you wanted to do it because, you know, after everything has kind of settled down i felt at least from my perspective and you're more than welcome obviously to to share yours i felt like you know we have this platform and Mm -hmm. you know for me it would be nice to use it as a a way to sort of you know record the times and also have a tribute to you know a great athlete we have very different perspectives on, on kobe and i think I think it would be just nice to be able to kind of just unpack and, you know, reminisce and 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 pay homage, uh, you know, to a legend. So, you know, this is why we're doing this emergency podcast. And it's it's tough. Like we're coming into this and we're like, you know, prior to recording, we're just like, dude, we're this is just going to be all raw, mm-hmm. just straight up, like authentic sort of perspectives. So. We'll see how it goes. I just, I, I, you know, just before getting started, I just appreciate that you're willing to actually put yourself through this. I know you really keep a lot of things to vest, you know, and you, you don't really want to show a lot of sort of emotion. And um, I don't know, man. We'll see. Yeah, you can take I mean, a little bit of a journey. When we started this podcast, it was really about talking about sports and you and I. And it's been great. It's been great the last, I don't know, so many episodes. I mean, I think this is, this. we're in our 30th episode. And starting this podcast, it was just the joy of talking about sports and something like this happening. It kind of really shook, I guess, a lot of people to the core, including myself. And I first want to yeah. start off by saying, 
you know, our condolences and our we have such heavy hearts for not just Kobe and his daughter Gigi that passed, but for the other victims of this helicopter crash. Um, so I first want to say that first and foremost. Um, but other than that, like just that day, um, just the other day, I remember I was I was out. You know, actually taking ph- photographs for for my fiance and her podcast partner, just you know, taking pictures so they can post online to use for their podcast. And I, my phone blew up, and I was busy throughout that time. So when I checked my phone, I was like, "Wow!" Like I don't normally get that many messages. To be honest, I'm not a popular guy, um, but yeah. I got these these messages from so many people, you included, that Kobe died. And I was just like, no, no way. I, I, I yeah. was just like, that's just a strange message to get. And I quickly just yeah. on my phone, I just Googled it, you know, and then I saw on TMZ um, that they reported about the helicopter crash. And I was just completely numb. Like I was in disbelief, I yeah. think, as most people were. And I'm sure you can attest to that. You were numb too, right? Um, just yeah, couldn't believe that someone like Kobe Bryant could just be gone like that um yeah and i'll, I'll be honest like it my i, I kind of like i just it hit me at first in disbelief but my i i i welled up full of emotion and i, I held myself back because i wasn't sure yet too i was like i, I don't know i was in denial you know to be honest i wasn't i didn't want to believe it's true but as time went on and other report news reporting ag- agencies well-known well known ones like ABC and CNN reported it. That's when it kind of settled in. And the rest of the day yeah. was just kind of in shock. Complete shock. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's just, I mean, it was like, it was so unexpected. I mean, like, especially the timing. I felt like, mm-hmm. you know, like it wasn't that early in the morning where you just wake up. Like you actually, like for me, I still had... A chance to go through my normal routine with my kids and getting them ready um, and we actually kind of went out for breakfast and as we were or brunch and as we were kind of settling in I saw my phone and I saw the notification uh, just on my phone and I was like TMZ Kobe dead and I was like nah this you know, so th- this, this 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 can't be real. Like it's just like a prank like, or something. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah, like this. It's it's probably a mistake or something mm-hmm. like that. Like and 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 like there was a there was a moment of denial right right when you see the headline. It was just like you know, this TMZ TMZ comes up with like the mm-hmm. most bogus stuff. Like so, yeah. I was just like this. Why are they the ones breaking this? And then you know, very much like yourself, I just. Like, like I had to stop. Like, I couldn't focus. Like, you know, I I got the kids situated. But at the same time, I was like, I was itching to just kind of get more information. And like, very much like your, your experience, it was just like, when the legit sources started kind of dropping the info, and I was like, oh, snap. And I was just, you know, in utter just disbelief. Like, I think that was that was it. And then... I don't know, man. It's just you know, you you're so speechless. I think. I, I think. I think one of the. I remember talking to Christine, and I was telling her when this news broke. I know Kobe travels on a helicopter a lot. I mean, that's well known in LA. I was fearful that his family was on that flight 
and of course、yeah. his daughter was on that was on that flight, and that、yeah. was really what just I don't know put it to another level of just pain.、Um, once、yeah. you made that realization, when the news reports started to report other aspects of the crash,、yeah. and that's that's the part you're a father, and I'm not a father, but it still impacts me in a way that's very deep too,、um, because you could. They were very visible. Kobe and his daughter were very visible in how he supported his daughter and her budding, you know, basketball career. Like he wanted her to go to UConn、yeah. and stuff like that. And then they were seen at Laker、yeah. games. And it's been told that Kobe Bryant, after he retired, he did not show up to many games, if at all. And the reason why、yeah. he went to these games was because his daughter wanted to go. And that's you. Like I said, you're a father, and I'm sure it touches you very deeply. Yeah, I think. I think that's what's so tragic about this is there's so many layers to the story that just kind of kept on adding to just the the sadness of it all, right? Like, aside from being like just a big basketball fan, you know, like I'm not a Laker fan. Like I,、mm-hmm. and I, I come into this recording not coming from that perspective. I think、mm-hmm. you handled that, but like coming from just a basketball player, a basketball purist in many ways. Just, <laughs> A fan, and, and and that shook me to the core. But then, as more details kind of unraveled, that's where I started kind of really empathizing for that. Like, like what you said,、um, you know, the relationship that he had with his daughter. I mean, he has, you know, many daughters, but、mm-hmm. Gigi specifically was just so close. And recently,、uh, you know, sort of the public sightings kind of just showed a part of Kobe that. I I didn't know was there, and、mm-hmm. you know, kind of ingratiated me just because you know I I I could relate to that that sort of you know parent child relationship and you know how how that changes you like if anything that's that that sort of image of him and that that sort of evolution of him really just kind of resonated with me even more so than just the the, the basketball player perspective and it's just. It's tough, man.、Yeah. It's 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 really tough to just kind of come to grips about the reality of of the situation, and yeah. And I think part of wanting to do this episode is really to talk about, you know, what his impact or just his his presence and his career has meant for a lot of people, but specifically Los Angeles. And I can tell you today, going to work. And just being in the city, it's it's like the city lost its son, almost in a way, and people、yeah. lost their friend, like their close friend, you know that.、Yeah. And again, I I want to point out that I didn't know Kobe personally. I've never met him, but I、mm. grew up watching him. I was thirteen years thirteen years old when he was drafted into the the NBA and as as a Laker、yeah. actually. And so I've watched his whole career from thirteen, my me being thirteen to thirty three. Right now. I'm 35, going to turn 36. He's been、yeah. retired for three three years, and again today was super somber. I mean, flags were at half staff today in, in the city of Los Angeles, and people were crying. Man, like I was at work, and we, I work at a, a sports company, and I was at work today, and we were playing, you know, just ESPN and just in re- remembrance of Kobe, and people were crying, people were tearing up,、um, and Staples Center. L.A. Live, peop- thousands of people were going there, just crying, man. Like, just hoping to get some kind of comfort or 
I don't know, just reach out, feel some kind of bond, you know, in this time of grief. Um, yeah. And it's been That's... tough, man. I'll be perfectly honest. We, You and I have been sharing videos of Kobe throughout this whole day. Yeah. And I've been watching all of them, and I've cried in almost every single one of them, you know, and that's just the the current state of Los Angeles right now and around the world too. I don't want to just say specifically Los Angeles. I just happen to be living here, um, but yeah. that's this this is Staples Center is kind of the house that Kobe built, um, yeah. and all of us are connected as sports fans. Even beyond that, are very connected to Kobe because he's done a lot of things in the community that have really brought people together and you you know this we talk about this all the time about how NBA players when how they elevate themselves by doing things in the community and that's the things that sometimes don't get talked about very much you know? yeah no I, I i can imagine how somber la is and i would say i i would expect and you know that la would feel it the most i mean this the site of the accident was there he built staple center he's mm-hmm. he's the, he's the laker in yeah. many ways he's he's your laker yeah right just yeah. because you know in terms of generations all of those other laker teams you were too young to really appreciate that in many ways you've gone through the kobe journey with him i mean you don't know him personally but you know s- seeing from the time he was drafted, all the way through the ups and downs, literally the pinnacle of winning, you know, a three-peat, all of the other, you know, personal issues, and then coming back with a new squad and carrying it himself, and then now into mm-hmm. retirement. It's just like, literally, you've been through the whole journey of his his career. Yeah. And phase two, unfortunately, we won't have a chance to really bear witness to that. And I think... I think it really hurts for LA, man. Like, I, I, you know, his impact can be felt around the world, but that is ground zero. Yeah. And I can only imagine the amount of grief and mourning that the city is undergoing. And, you know, my thoughts out to folks over there. And, you know, we may not know him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I know it sounds overly dramatic and cheesy, but. You can't deny the impact that, you know, you know, that he's had on, you know, Southern California fans such as yourself, Laker fan, and just basketball players in general, you know. I just kind of want to share my perspective, at least here from Northern California. Um, You know, Kobe was a nemesis in many ways, right? We're, you know, during the times that the Lakers were really successful, we really sucked up Mm -hmm. here and you know in many ways you know the term you know many negative terms were were thrown around with regards to kobe i mean we you know but one thing that was always consistent is even though people quote unquote hated him uh for all of the things that he'd done Mm -hmm. uh, to our respective teams the amount of respect that you know the local sports fans have had was always consistent um, the respect was always there because, you know, because of his work ethic and, you know, that legendary work ethic. You can't really deny it, right? Like, yeah. you know, it's just that if, you know, our teams fell victim to his, you know, to his conquests in many ways. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 
the respect was always there and it's just like an adversary at the end of it all you gotta give props and props is due and props was given to him so it is very somber up here yeah. today i think as sports fans in general as basketball fans in general you know the radio stations really kind of shared this sentiment and even though uh, the teams were adversaries of kobe you know, in times like this, you can really just appreciate what he was able to bring in terms of, you know, a competitive standpoint and just from a cultural sort of contribution standpoint. And it's nothing but love, man. And I'm sure that echoes across all of the different cities in the U.S. Mm-hmm. internationally. I know he's he's big in China. You've mentioned that. Mm-hmm. You know, the Chinese um, sort of fans really, really love him. So I can only imagine how much pain the, the you know, the fans are over overseas. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I thank you for sharing, you know, that, a kind of NorCal perspective on it, especially as when when I was there, <laughs> the Lakers are at their height and the Warriors were kind of bottoming out at that point a little bit. So you, there was kind of a weird juxtaposition when we were living together. Um, but yeah. as for, you know, a Laker fan and growing up being a Kobe fan, you got to see just his his journey. And I think that's the beauty about sports, right? It's not like a TV show you watch. It almost feels like that in a certain way, but it's real. It's real life. These These players with such immense talent. They're like superheroes. Like we're just regular people in the sense that we don't, we aren't gifted as athletically or to that degree that we can perform at the highest level. But these people come in when they're super young, like 17, 18, 20, just young men, not mature yet. I mean, think about it, JC. At 18, did you know anything? Probably not really. No, no, man. And you're put on the biggest stage. I got two kids that barely know anything. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's, that's what makes us, you think you're like, man, like at, 30 plus right when you're really starting to put stuff together you're still like oh man life is is this vast ocean right of learning but kobe at age 18 coming to leak with that drive and you see his journey through the ups and downs it's really that's the connection that you get right because you see somebody with that extreme work ethic but he has a dream right he has a purpose he has a drive to accomplish a goal in his life and you see the ups and downs of it the failures right like when he was in that playoff game when he was young shooting those air balls in utah and you're just like as a fan, you're just like, what are you doing, kid? You know, you're not ready yet. But he was willing to yeah. fire those shots because he had that will, that Mamba mentality. Yeah. Then it wasn't yeah. set as Mamba yeah. mentality yet, but yeah. it existed in him. Yeah, and, and that's what people were drawn to yeah. initially. You just saw that yeah. fierceness in his eyes and his relentless yeah. pursuit. But you saw that journey, man. You saw that journey through the ups and downs, through a lot of yeah. controversy. Um, but that's what draws you into. The journey, right? When you get to see yeah. someone's life pan out, their professional life and also personal. Because at this biggest stage, there's not much personal, man. Like I know these yeah. NBA players, and and sometimes I, as a fan, right? I think we cross the boundaries a lot of times as a fan, because these are yeah. real people. They have a yeah. lot of issues in their life, and they're put in a microscope beyond yeah. anything we can comprehend as normal fans, and we judge them based on that, right? Um, so yeah. when you see Kyrie kind of acting out sometimes, when you feel like, oh, he's a diva, but you're like, hey, you're not in his shoes. He's literally put under the biggest mark, so he's getting interviewed every day, and he has this pressure. Um, that's I get it. For a lot of fans, they're like, well, he's paid. He's getting paid millions of dollars, right? But 
it's life, man. People go through stress no matter how much money you make. That's just the truth of it, man. Um, yeah. You, I could be making $10 million a year, which I don't, but I still deal with life stresses. I still yeah. have to deal with kids or loved ones that passed or drama yeah. in my life. That never goes away no matter how much. But back to Kobe. Um, getting to see his journey is really what connected people like me to him uh, and seeing his yeah. career pan out. And 20 years as a Laker, not many people have that. Not many players will, especially nowadays, will have that legacy. Uh, I hope Steph yeah. Curry does, and I think he has a good chance. Um, but we're not going to talk about Steph Curry. It's just, yeah. it's just nah. the fact that one player can be on a team for 20 years, and you can follow that whole trajectory and buy a jersey, even though he has had two jerseys, um, and keep yeah. it all the way through. <laughs> um, and yeah. that's that's the beauty of it. And I, like I said earlier, you know, like the city kind of lost the sun. I mean, he was like our superhero. And it's weird to see your superhero die, man. And I think you made this example when we were chatting. It was like the, yeah, the comic yeah. death of Superman. And it really feels yeah. that way for us. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I remember that movie. But like even prior to the movie, I remember the comics. Mm-hmm. And literally that's how it looks and feels, right? The mm-hmm. sort of the mourning that happened. And it's the same thing. Like remember um, Into the Spider-Verse, right? There yeah. was also that sort of spider-man issue and it's just it that's how it feels he was not human mm-hmm. right he was he was superhuman he was he he was a hero in many ways and you know it, it's not fantasy like he, this guy legitimately was a hero to so many people and he inspired millions and millions of people and you know as corny as that sounds dude like it's just it's real like people really gain you know inspiration from him mm-hmm. and that's that's so 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 legit and and you know you got to respect you know his his imprint on society um and it's yeah man it's it's really heavy to even just think about the impact of his loss you know yeah. to direct people that actually knew him like we don't yeah. you know we didn't even interact with him i could only imagine the weight of that to his wife and family members and you know people that he really touched teammates so i can see why it's so it's so 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 emotional and i think one of the beauties of following kobe very closely uh is really seeing how he grew as a person and i can say following him i kind of understood his path like he came as an 18 year old you know kind of out of place and there was a story that robert ori and brian shaw were talking about what being interviewed is like this kid came in and at that time they could drink beer at, and during in the locker rooms but because he was part of the team they couldn't anymore <laughs> so it was kind of one of those things he was kind of an outcast he was like this this kid that couldn't even legally drink it amongst men so he was that awkward teenager trying to make his way and he was so focused that he kind of rubbed people the wrong way right and even that mamba mentality that he developed he was so ruthless a lot of a lot of other nba players didn't necessarily like him but when you saw his progression at later in his career when he became more comfortable and when he really achieved the things that he was so singularly focused which was winning a title without Shaq, which when he accomplished you could tell like there was a weight lifted off his shoulder that he started embracing who he was 
And this is why now so many players embrace Kobe. So many players look up to him. Aside from us, right, as fans, um, just the work ethic. I think that's really what resonates, right? The work ethic you put in, you can achieve this greatness, but you have to put that work in. And he continually showed that, right? And that's his superhero power. It's not like he was like 7'6". Or something like that. Yeah. He was a six-six guard. He was a scrawny kid when he came into the league. Yeah. But his sheer will. He was not as athletic as Jordan, but he accomplished yeah. almost as much as him. And that's what yeah. the that's what really drew fans to him, right? Just that level of commitment and dedication to your craft. And the beauty yeah. of it is he continued that while I mean after he retired, he won yeah. an Oscar, you know, for Dear Basketball, which was a poem that he wrote that he made into animated short with a composer and stuff like that and you're like yeah you think to yourself you're like oh for a lot of nba players when they retire they're like oh what do i do with my life but he had a clear vision man like he was like life is bigger than basketball a person's growth in life is bigger than a game and i hope people understand that and respect and see that of kobe that's what resonated with me the most when he retired aside from him being an amazing dad and showing that and also embracing the WNBA because he has four daughters and you can you can say a lot of people were, were giving him a gripe about him saying like oh a WNBA can play in the NBA right now but you know what yeah. when you love your daughter and you want to inspire someone you'll say things like that whether you uh, yeah, yeah. you speak it to existence exactly. pretty much you know you only yeah. know something can happen when you believe it like people made this example a long long time ago no one thought a four-minute mile was possible until somebody did it. Yeah. And then after that, yeah. it was an avalanche of people that broke that four-minute mile barrier. It's the same thing. If you don't believe it, you always have that doubt. You'll never achieve it. And Kobe's yeah. that example. He's like, you, I'll dream it, and I'll achieve it. And that's... Homeboy really lived it, man. Like I know. He, he, he's, he, he, he really lived the way that he spoke, like what he preached. He practiced what he preached, and... Yeah, you can't hate on that, man. You really did. It's crazy just like, seeing all the stories, man. man. Yeah. Like, for me, like, post-career Kobe was the one that kind of <laughs> resonated even more. Because, again, like what I told you, he was he was a nemesis. Like, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to like Kobe if you're from our region. Like, you know, he, yeah. he wasn't one of us. But, you know, the the evolution of who he was after his career... And you, you have a chance to kind of take a step back and appreciate what he did, and then have a glimpse of how he is, you know, professionally outside of that competitive, uh, you know, uh, setup of the NBA, whether or not it's in a professional life, which would probably apply to us a little bit more. Yeah. Um, seeing how he was with his kids, um, you know, which would apply to a lot of people even mm-hmm. more. Like, that really just kind of shows, like, how inspirational he, he was and how you could really kind of apply this mama mentality to, you know, to life in general. And, you know what I mean? Like, the way that he kind of acted, it just kind of told you that he just wasn't blowing all smoke, yeah. right? Like, he legitimately believed in the things that he was saying and he was damn for sure showing it by the things that he was doing outside of basketball where you don't have a crutch of teammates or anything like that, you know, in, in terms of his relationships and in terms of how loving he was. And, 
that's where I was just like, yeah, man, they got to give Kobe his props just because he's doing his thing. And I think that's what people uh, want, man. They want authenticity. And if you can really yeah. be authentic, people connect to that. Uh, and yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll mention Steph Curry. A lot of people, a lot of NBA players have given Steph Curry gripes, right? Because he's this little guy, right? He's not your typical yeah. NBA player. He comes from an NBA family. So he's not like, he doesn't come from a background of struggle like other NBA players do, right? Yeah. Um, that's long like been Kobe chronicled. Like, like, you know, exactly like Kobe. But when you're authentic over a span of time, right? And you become a positive influence in people's lives. That's what wins people over at the end of the day. Yeah. That truly is. Yeah. That what's That's what makes you a legend. Yeah. Beyond yeah. your accomplishments, beyond getting rings, which is obviously important when you're in a professional career, you're competitive, right? That's the goal. Yeah. That's the goal every year. But what makes you a legend is that authenticity and doing something positive with your life. And it could just be simply for us normal people is yeah. being a good dad, being a good son, yeah. being a good daughter, yeah. being a good mother. That's what makes you a superhero. You don't have to win a ring to be a superhero in, in everyday life. And that's what I want to tell, I want to mention in this in this episode of this podcast is Kobe's a hero, not because he won all these championships, which trust me as a kid it was it was amazing right like i was on a high like it was nice yeah it was nice <laughs> it was nice um to you know to be a franchise and have that like that legacy and that steeped history or whatever and now the warriors have it so you you can you can you can agree not with this me on year that. bro not this year but <laughs> the fact that you have it right it brings you joy yeah but yeah. you're not a fan because of that reason though you were a fan of the yeah. warriors not because they won rings i was a fan of the lakers not because necessarily because they won rings is because you follow these players you follow organization and you get in close with stories the stories of these players and kobe for the lakers especially my generation is the story for us and that's why it's really tough recording this podcast man like or this episode and um when i think about it it pains me um to lose I'm not a person that really says like, oh, I have superheroes, you know, like I'm just not that kind of guy. And I yeah. I respect anybody who has superheroes, but I will say Kobe is probably the nearest superhero to me that I'll have, that I'll have in my life up until now as a grown adult, you know, and yeah. and to lose a superhero, it's been tough. Um, and I don't know how it's going to work out in the next coming days because you know, there's a lot, lot to come from it. You know, with the family and stuff like that. I, your just heart, your heart just goes out to them, what they're going through, and all the people that, like, let's say the organization, organization, the people that have been around Kobe, um, for most of their lives, right? It's, it's tough to imagine. It's funny you mentioned superhero, just because it's like if there's anybody that we would have imagined to yeah. come off of that such tragic event spotless yeah. and shake it off it would be him you know what i mean like yeah like we were joking about it it's just like dude if there was someone that was just gonna be like nah i'm not going out like this you know it would be him right yeah that's how deeply ingrained you know that that sort of image the indestructible image of him was in, in our minds like it's like this dude shot free throws with a busted achilles you know what I mean? Yeah. And walked it off. Like, like, like Kobe was supposed to be indestructible, mm-hmm. right? Like he was, yeah. <laughs> like, this is not the way that he's supposed to, you know, to go out. And yeah. and I think that's what shook people to the core. Like, yeah. 
you know, I don't, you know, obviously we don't want to turn it, you know, back to everyone's self just because it's such mm-hmm. a, tr- a a tragedy. But in many ways, that's why people are so sad. Is is like in many ways, it reminds you of your your mortality. Yeah. You're just like, dude, if if Kobe could go out in a in a in a, in a split second, dude, any of us can go out at the split second, and that's an overarching theme in terms of what has been thrown out there but the reality is that's that's true yeah. right like this dude was yeah i agree know, with your sentiment he's supposed that... to be he's supposed to still be out here man he's supposed to shake it off like i was but, i thought the yeah. same thing man and I, I think we message each other the same thing i almost woke up today thinking like i'll read a headline number one it was a nightmare or number two kobe survived because yeah. as you mentioned, he's come back from catastrophic injuries just with that will, again, walking onto that court with a ruptured Achilles, shooting those free throws. Because he actually said this, that he his daughters were watching the game and he wanted to show, show them that dad's okay. And yeah. that's, that's the tragic part of it, you know? And I'm sure through the whole ordeal, like he was there for his daughter, he was being strong for his daughter in in that in that inevitable demise for them and it to think about that to think about how they went down like that is yeah it pains me to think and and i want to kind of continue with your sentiment of what from this you think a lot of things right you think about mortality because you think kobe of all people with all the means in the world uh, beyond any of our imaginations right you know, and, and an epitome of health, right? He's an athlete. He's taking care of his body, you know, um, to pass like this. You really have to look inward and think about your own life, right? And what you can do and yeah. and appreciate every day because th- this is the great equalizer, okay, for everybody, okay? Tomorrow is not guaranteed. I know it sounds cheesy, but this is the truth. This is the true equalizer for everyone. Death is the true equalizer. You About economic class and all this other stuff, right? A social status, Tomorrow is not guaranteed, and if you want to hug your loved ones or or express things that you've been holding or you you don't seem to be able to get out, you know, like you have today, you have right now to do it, you know, and that's that's the the hardest lesson to learn in life. I I, I truly believe, right? Because we're each involved in our own lives, we're each stuck sometimes and. And how we think because maybe a past that we have or certain roadblocks that we have in our own minds. Um, but things like this, tragedy in life, that's what really I feel like there's a lesson to be learned there, you know. Um, to look at your life and look at other people's lives and be like, hey, can we love more? Can, can we express ourselves more? Can we share our thoughts and share our, our feelings to connect? Um, so that's just kind of my thoughts for now about, you know, just this, yeah, this tragedy yeah um i mean as as we kind of kind of look yeah to wrapping this up um i kind of wanted to leave it in in a positive note mm-hmm. and just kind of reminisce and we we love doing this man yeah um so i was curious about like what are the best kobe memories that that you had um you know i, I i'll start it off like yeah. you know um one thing that I like, at least the sort of indelible sort of image that I have, and I actually posted it on social media when when I heard the news as a tribute was uh, 
that ball fake that Matt Barnes did. Oh, yeah. Like, I kind of wanted to just throw an image out there that just really just encompassed what I believed to be what Kobe was all about. And Mm -hmm. that ball fake that Matt Barnes had right straight to his face and Kobe just literally having a stone face and not even reacting, not even blinking an eye. That that gif, that that clip, that image was like what epitomized Kobe for me. Like yeah. this dude is such a savage that, you know, he's so focused in his craft that he is he is infallible man like you can't you can't shake him man mm-hmm. and that was such a legendary sort of sort of image to me and that you know that epitomized kobe to me you know and that's what he did to all of the other teams that he was playing <laughs> against and it freaking sucked but it's you just knew that if you gave kobe an opportunity mm-hmm. he was going to take it from, he's going to rip your heart from yeah. you and you know, that's a memory that I have. Well, thank you for reminding me of that. And obviously, that's a, a legendary clip that has been played many times. Uh, and I've seen Kobe snatch people's souls throughout the year, uh, the years that I've watched him. They just take someone's will. You can tell he just wears them down. Um, and you know that 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 um, that Matt Barnes ball fake definitely kind of summed up Kobe's fierceness. Uh, as for me, like. And we'll end this. We'll end this podcast on 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 my my memory of of Kobe. There's so many, and I think that's why we're so blessed as just NBA fans, right? To be able to see, you know, all the great moments that he has, the clutch shots, you know, the the championships. Um, but for me, it's really his last game, man, his retirement game. And it, it's weird to say that because I've had so many memories. I can just I can actually picture the shots that he's made or the passes, the clutch passes that he's made. But really that last game has meant a lot because it's not the fact that he scored 60 points, which is very Kobe-esque, but that season was lost already. I mean, Kobe was honestly on fumes. Um, The Achilles injury, I mean, I know as a Laker fan, we all had hope that he could become Kobe Bryant again, (laughs) the Kobe Bryant that we knew. But it just wasn't, you know, um, he's, he's human, right? Um, so the Achilles really did impact him, and he kind of limped to the finish. But that last game, the Lakers down 15 in the fourth quarter, he summed up that magic that made us believe in him. And he won that game, and not only that, he scored 60 points. And to go out like that, yeah. you couldn't script it any better. You know what I mean? Like It was almost like some some Hollywood writer you know, was like, oh, let me make this crazy story up. And let's let's have a Hollywood finish, but sports is not scripted, and that's the beauty of it. And he went out like that on at his retirement game, um, and that was amazing. And that kind of closed out a yeah. amazing chapter to Kobe's life uh, as a yeah. as a basketball player. So that's my fondest memory, yeah. um, even though it's the most recent. It's one. like it's like you know he's he was so into storytelling that. You know, instead of just coming out and writing something on paper, he would literally will it through his basketball prowess yeah. to make that 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 storybook ending. And it's like it it came true, man. And everybody kind of just appreciated it. And I'm glad to have seen that that moment, man. It's just you know, 
it's so poetic and it just really encompassed the 20 years that he played you know in the nba and for the lakers yeah and i guess with that said uh, i think i'll i'll close out this episode and it's been tough um <laughs> i had to thank you for guiding me through this jc um and really it's been therapeutic uh, and i hope for the people that are listening we also want to thank you for listening and we want to thank you for being part of Kobe's journey is our journey because I'm a, I'm a big Laker fan and he's a big Warriors fan, but we've shared that experience together throughout recording these episodes. And we miss Kobe, man. You know, as the world does, we miss him too. And with that said, uh, I just want to, I want to say it's just, there's a lot of love there for Kobe and his family and the loss that they, they are going to have to come to terms with. So our prayers and our thoughts go out to the families that have been in this tragedy. And, you know, much love to everybody. Yes. Mamba forever. Mamba out.